You are listening to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast with Anthony Fasano. In this session, I'm going to walk a graduate engineer through the job interview process, providing her with tips for acing every job interview. Let's do it. Welcome to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, where it's all about helping real engineers to overcome real challenges and get real results. And now for your host, who is on a mission to inspire as many engineers as possible, professional engineer and certified career coach, Anthony Fasano. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, Session 10. This is your engineering career coach, Anthony Fasano, and I want to welcome you all to our next session of the podcast. I want to start by letting you know that I have a free gift for you on my website at engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash free gift. If you go there and enter in your name and email address, I will email you the three top resources that I used to become a partner in an engineering firm at age 27. And all three of those resources are free. So check it out. Again, it's engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash free gift. All right, so Happy New Year, everyone. I'm excited that 2014 is upon us. I took some time over the holidays to hone in on my 2014 goals. I've got a very clear-cut picture of my goals. In fact, I'm staring at it right now. It's over my computer at my desk so that I stay focused. And before I get into today's topic of, of the interview process, I do really want to help as many engineers as possible this year achieve their goals. I talked to so many motivated engineers between my Institute for Engineering Career Development and LinkedIn and all these other avenues that engineers reach out to me, the podcast, and a lot of them are motivated and they have these goals, but they can't seem to stay focused on them. So one of the things that I'm going to do to kick off the new year to try to help as many engineers as possible is I'm opening up our Institute for Engineering Career Development January webinar, which will be January 15th, and it'll be open to all engineers. It's actually going to be tonight, which I know is a stretch for some of you to get on the call, but if you register, you will get a recording. All right, so there's still plenty of time to get in there, get the recording, or listen to the session live, but basically I'm going to have a friend of mine who's an engineer come on who made a commitment last year personally to run a thousand miles over the course of a year, and he did it by November. And he did it while maintaining a, a very positive successful engineering career. So I thought that was very interesting that he was able to take on such a big personal goal and still have success professionally. So he's going to tell us how he did that. And this webinar is open to you and there's still time to register. And if you want to do so, you can check the show notes to get the link at engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash session 10. Or if you'd like to go right to the page, you can type in in your browser bit.ly forward slash 2014 goals engineers. Again, that's B-I-T period L-Y forward slash 2014, the numbers, 2014 goals engineers. You can register and you can join us. Again, that is tonight, but even if you can't make it live tonight, you can get the recording. All right, so with that, let's get into our topic a little bit for today. Today, we're going to talk about the interviewing process. I have... uh, an engineering graduate student, Sherry, who's going to join me for the coaching segment of the podcast today. And you know, one of her challenges is that she's just nervous in this whole process. 
So we'll talk a little bit about being nervous, but also I'm going to walk her through all the different steps of the interview and give her strategies on how to approach it. And also we're going to get into some of those tough questions that the companies give you, like how much money do you want to make and and things of that nature, just to give you an idea of some of the questions that you might face and help you to prepare as you embark upon this interview process. And while Sherry's a graduate student, this process would apply for an engineer of any age. I've helped engineers of all ages to use this same process. So before we get into the coaching segment, let's go into our motivational moment and get the show kicked off with some positive inspiration. Motivational moment. Motivational moment. For today's motivational moment, I want to pick a quote that's going to talk a little bit about nervousness because one of the biggest challenges that engineers and I think all professionals face during the job interview process is nervousness. They talk fast, they cross their words up a bit, they don't say all the things that they want to say because you're in that spotlight kind of. And that's challenging because you need to be able to deliver. In order to deliver, you need to be confident in yourself and you need to try to shake that nervousness. So I've actually selected a quote today from the late, great Elvis Presley. And the reason I selected this quote from him is because for those of you who don't know who Elvis is, which I'm sure, uh, hopefully, that's not the case for many of you, but he's one of the greatest musicians ever. He had 20 albums. He had 36 number one singles, 36 number ones. He won three Grammy Awards, and believe it or not, he also starred in 33 movies, right? So just think about all the crowds that he played in front of, and the quote that I've selected for today's motivational moment is as follows. I'm so nervous. I've always been nervous ever since I was a kid, Elvis Presley. So this is one of the greatest musicians of all time who's played who played in front of thousands and thousands of people. He was in movies probably in front of millions of people. Yet he's nervous. He's he's always been nervous. And and the reason that I wanted to share that quote with you is because everyone gets nervous. Don't think that you're the only one. Right? I'm a professional speaker. I've spoken for thousands of engineers. I still get nervous. Right? That nervous energy is going to come. You have to learn how to control it. And a big part of that is being confident in yourself and your abilities. And in the coaching segment today, I'll, talk, I'll give you some specific strategies for trying to overcome that nervousness in the interview. But the main thing is part of your mental approach, right? Is be confident in yourself. Understand that the biggest of biggest stars are nervous. It happens. But you can control it and you can shine in the interview and your review those of you that are listening for the first time, I did the last podcast on your annual reviews and annual review preparation, and you can see that at engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash session nine. You can listen to it. And again, these are the kind of moments where you need to overcome nervousness, right? So remember that Elvis was nervous too, okay? And let's get right into our coaching segment now with Sherry, and let's go through the job interview process. It's go time. All right, now it's time for the coaching segment of our show today, and my guest today is Sherry from Pennsylvania. Sherry is a mechanical engineer pursuing a master's degree in mechanical engineering. She's going full-time for her master's degree right now. She received her bachelor's degree in 2010. She's 25 years old, and she wants to discuss the interviewing process. She has an interview coming up trying to get a full-time engineering job, 
And today we're going to give her some strategies, hopefully, for for getting that job and, and acing that interview. So what I'd like you to do, Sherry, if you don't mind, just for the listeners, is tell elaborate a little bit more on your kind of what you're what you want to talk about. I know you have a specific interview coming up, so why don't you describe that for the listeners? Sure. Um, so I have an interview coming up that's um, it's going to be an on-site interview. Uh, I was an initial, I did a campus interview first, um, and I wanted to just talk about more of um, interviewing at the company's facility. Um, I, I guess for me, um, the trouble I have with interviews uh, is just, um, I guess, just being able to um, clearly like answer the question. So I just want to talk more about how um, to go about doing that. Okay. All right. So Sherry wants to talk a little bit about the specifics of the interview. She has an interview coming up at a company's uh, office, I guess, you know, at their site. I'm assuming this is a, is this a large company, Sherry? Small, large? What, what kind of uh, size? Uh, yeah, it's a large, um, large company in the oil industry. Okay. All right. So a large company in the oil industry. All right. So first things first is, this is not just for Sherry, but for everyone out there who's listening, I'm sure you're preparing for an interview, which is why you're listening to this show. You want to do your preparation. Of course, you want to research the company. You want to understand what the latest news is, what some of the projects are that they're working on, Very, which is very important. I mean, the good thing here is that Sherry has an interview, which sometimes is the harder part. However, now she, you know, you have to be prepared when you actually go in for the interview. So, so have you started to do some research on the company? I'm assuming you probably have. Yeah, from um, some basic research uh, for the first interview. Yeah. Now you, so you had an interview already. Yes. Phone. Um, it was a campus interview. Okay. So it's like a quick thirty-minute interview. Yeah. All right. So you had a thirty-minute interview here, and then they've invited you for the on-site interview, which is going to be a bit of a lengthier process. All right. So, so let's talk about this a little bit. So you do your research, you prepare, you understand what's going on with the company, um, what the latest news is, what kind of projects they're working on. And then you go into the interview. Now, how much, I know this is, I guess this is an entry level type position, but is there a very specific job that you are applying for interviewing for, or is this just kind of, they're just hiring recent graduates or uh, so for the position, it is entry level. All right. So it's an entry level position. So somewhat general. Yeah. But um, I guess for the mechanical engineering position, they did specify um, you know, like what type of skills they're looking for and um, what the job entails. Uh, so I have a pretty, pretty clear idea of what that position is. So the first thing that you want to do when you get into the interview, and this is true for any interview, is they're probably going to ask you to tell them a little bit about yourself. I mean, most likely it'll be different people from the people you had in the first interview. And for those of you out there that are listening that are having a first interview, you can take the same approach. And what's important is you want to have something prepared about yourself, a couple of minutes long that talks a little bit about some of your key skills, some of your strengths, some of the projects that you've worked on. Maybe it's a senior design project. Maybe it's a master's project that you worked in your master's degree program. But you want to have a couple couple of things like that ready. But what you want to be careful of is you don't want to just ramble on about yourself because the natural inclination is to tell them as many good things about ourselves as possible, which is understandable. But in reality, you know, we want to keep it short, keep it brief, keep it on point, emphasize your strengths. And then what you want to try to do is if you can, in the beginning of the interview, 
is try to say something to them like, you know, I understand that this is for an entry level mechanical engineer and I've read the job description. I was wondering though, if you could give me a little bit more of an idea of some of the day-to-day responsibilities that this job might include. And what they'll do typically is they'll do that. They'll go into some descriptions for five minutes, 10 minutes, and they'll explain things to you. And and while they're doing that, what you should be doing is essentially sitting there, taking all of it in and thinking to yourself, how is that going to help me? How am I a match for them? You know, how can I come back and then present myself as a match? So when they're finished speaking and you have that information, then you can come back to them and you can say something like, well, you know, this is a perfect match for me because in my internship, I did XYZ or in my school project, I did XYZ, which sounds very similar to some of the responsibilities that I'll have in this position. Do you, do you understand that, Sherry? Uh, yes. So, so, so that's important. I mean, a lot of people don't do that. And the reason that you must do that is because essentially this company is looking to fill a certain specific position with a specific need. And if you understand that need, and you can make it clear to them in how you can fulfill that need, then it becomes you know, it almost becomes difficult for them not to hire you. And the, and the analogy that I use all the time that I tell engineers on this topic is if you were to go to the grocery store and you walked in and you saw someone who worked there and you said to them, do you have any milk? And they look at you and say, no, we don't have any milk, but we have tomatoes. Would you like a tomato? You're going to say, Tomato. I don't want a tomato. I came here for milk. But if you ask, if you if they said to you, "Oh yes, we have milk. It's in aisle six. What are you going to do? You're going to go to aisle six. You're going to buy the milk." So my point is, is that if we come into the interview and you start telling them everything that's great about yourself and that your resume, etc., they may not even be interested in that. So you have to determine what they're really interested in, so that you can explain to them how you can provide that to them. All right? I hope that that's helpful. Yeah, that makes sense. Um- I do have a question. I guess how would you, uh, how would you go about preparing for like behavioral type questions and technical questions? Um, I guess for an entry level position. Sure. So behavioral type questions. One of the things you can do is you can Google um, a list of questions. You know, there's there's plenty of articles out there that will give you some of the behavioral type questions. For example, I'll give you a couple now. One of them might be, "What are your strengths and what are your weaknesses?" The strengths one is fairly easy to answer. You just you know, talk about the things that you're good at. The weaknesses one is the one where it's a bit of a trap. And what I always tell engineers is when you're asked that question, try to answer like, I'll give you an example. Let's say I was not that good at public speaking or presenting and I wanted to improve on that. I might say something like, well, one of my weaknesses, to be honest with you, is presentations and public speaking. It's something that I've been working really hard on. I'm taking some classes and I'm doing some training to get better. So it's a, it's a weakness now, but it's been improving and I think it's going to get better. You see what I'm saying there? So you're you're not just yeah. saying I'm not good at speaking. I'm I'm a terrible presenter. You're saying no, I'm not good at it, but I've already been taking steps to get better and I am better now and will improve. Right. So that's that's one another question that always comes up or that can come up often is what kind of salary are you looking for? Yeah. And this is always a tricky question too, but in speaking with a lot of recruiters and hiring managers, what a lot of people have told me is the best way to answer this question is by offering a range of salaries. 
So for example, I don't know exactly what the what the going rate is for mechanical engineer in the oil field entry level, but let's just say you did your research and you came up with a number of, you know, $50,000 a year, let's just say as an average. What I would do if I were you is I would say, you know, to be honest with you, I did a little bit of research. I'm, I don't have a real concrete number. I'm really interested in getting a job and getting going, but I would imagine that the range will be somewhere in the Forty to sixty thousand dollar range, or you could say forty-five to fifty-five thousand dollar range, based on the research and some of my colleagues in the industry. You know, you say something like that, yeah. and the reason for that is twofold. One, if you were to say forty thousand, they might say they might be thinking forty thousand. Oh man, we were going to offer fifty. That's great. So you just cut yourself ten thousand dollars short. Or if you were to say sixty thousand, they might say be thinking to themselves sixty thousand. Wow, that's Ten thousand more than we wanted to spend. We're, you know, we're not going to hire her. So, you know, so giving that range kind of covers all the bases there, and that's something that's important to do along with your research prior to the interview. Is to research the average salaries for entry level engineers in your field. Yeah. Is there any specific behavioral questions that you had seen that you were thinking about? I guess uh, one of them was um, like, give me an example of a time when you displayed um, leadership or, you know, or a leader of a team. Um, that was something that I was asked in my previous interview. And were you able to answer it? Uh, yes, I was, I was working as a manager for a few months, um, I guess prior to, um, starting the semester. So I was able to talk about that. Um, I guess I'm not sure what type of, um, I guess what would be the best answer for that apart from just kind of saying like exactly what you did in that job. Right. No, it's a good question. It's a really good question. I think it comes back to what I spoke about before is when you've asked them the question about the job and what's involved in it and what the roles and responsibilities are, then you can answer these questions in a way that makes you, again, a match for that. So let's say they said to you, well, you're going to have to do write reports in this position and you're going to have to oversee a couple of other entry-level engineers, then you can come back to them. Then when they ask you the question later about leadership, you could say, well, actually, I had a management position for a few months. I was writing a lot of reports and I had to oversee some of the other staff. Right. Yeah. Everything has to go back to their need, whatever that need is that you have to try to determine as early on in the interview as possible, then everything ties back into that. Yeah. All right. So, as far as technical, because you mentioned some technical questions too, I mean, the only thing you can really do for that is just, you know, you draw on your educational background. If there are any technical issues, technical journals that you know are going to be heavily utilized in this position, you might want to just look at them or look at the chapters or become somewhat familiar with them. So if they say to you, we use the XYZ journal. A lot of you familiar with that. You can say, well, I haven't exactly used it yet, but I, I, ha I do have it in my possession. And I've looked through it and I've started to get familiar with it. And it looks like a lot of the stuff in there I've learned about in school. Yeah. Okay. So whatever you can do. And, and if you know anyone in the industry that's working right now and you can talk to them about the technical, anything technical that they can provide you, that will also help you to be able to say something like, you know, I have a lot of colleagues that are already in this industry and we talk on some of the technical topics from time to time. So I, I am kind of up to speed on some of this stuff already. Yeah. Okay. The other thing that would be helpful too, is if you belong to any of the professional societies, like for example, the ASME society in your school, 
you could always say to them, you know, from the technical aspect too, I am a member of the ASME and we have a lot of technical seminars and I get to talk to people on technical topics to stay up to speed on that. Yeah. Um, would you encourage, um, so I know, I guess with the oil industry, sometimes there's like controversial topics or, um, like, should I, is that something that you should like kind of stray away from? Um, you know, if you do want to talk about like the future of the company, uh, cause I know sometimes it's, um, I don't know, I guess um, in terms of uh, just talking about um, company information in general, like it's... Yeah, I mean, I would I would try to steer clear of controversial stuff. I mean, if there's something controversial going on in the industry, I think you should be aware of it and know of it. Like when they had the, the oil spill in the Gulf, I mean, if you were if it was that time and you were interviewing, you should definitely read up about it, understand it. They might say to you, what do you think about everything that's going on in the Gulf, you know? Yeah. And you want to be able to say, well, you know, I read everything about it. I read a lot of articles on it and it's unfortunate, but it, you know, and you could be able to talk about it a little bit, which I think is important, but I wouldn't necessarily bring it up or get in, get into any of those topics unless they really ask you for your opinion. And, and if they did give you, and if they did ask for your opinion and you want to play it safe, what you could say again is like, I'm aware of the topic because I read a lot about the industry news and I know that this, this, and this are going on. I haven't read up enough about it yet to take too much of a stance on it, but it's something that I'm, I'm really reading about on a daily basis. Yeah. Okay. A couple other things while you're thinking of more questions, you want to make sure that when you go to the interview, you have your resume, obviously. You also have a list of references. And I recommend you put together one sheet with some references of names, individuals on it, phone numbers, email addresses, maybe they're professors, maybe they're managers from internships that you've had in the past. And before you go to the interview, I would reach out to each one of the people on the reference list and just let them know that you're submitting their name to the company um, at your interview coming up. That'll be very helpful. And I think that they'll appreciate having those references right there that day, because if they do like you that day, then they can just literally make a couple phone calls, maybe do a couple checks, and then hopefully offer you a position. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, how would you recommend just getting over general nervousness? <laughs> One of the things you could do for general nervousness is a couple things you can do. Before the interview, like 10 minutes before, maybe you're in your car or something beforehand, do some really deep breathing. That's usually very helpful for uh, relieving nervous, yeah, relieving your nervousness. I know as a professional speaker, when I went to training for speaking, before you got on stage, they would tell you if you had any kind of jitters or were nervous to do the deep breathing, they call it square breathing, where you breathe in really deeply and breathe out. And a lot of times that can put your nerves at ease. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing you could do. The other thing that you can do that might be helpful for you, again, right before the interview or even a couple hours before in the morning when you're preparing is to just continually visualize yourself having a great interview. See yourself having a great interview. See yourself shaking their hands at the end of it. And sometimes that mental image kind of forces your brain into the idea of, you know, kind of actually believing that you had a great interview already. And then when you get in there, it puts you like into that state. So those are a couple of things that you can do that might be helpful for you. The other thing you could do is just talk to colleagues too. And just say, I have an interview can you give me any advice? How was your last interview? And just talking about it with people sometimes too can kind of reduce the nervousness. Yeah. Okay. Was there any other questions that you had, Sherry, maybe that you could think of from your past interview or other experiences or? 
Um, I guess one of the main issues for me from past interviews is just um, I was just getting nervous when I'm answering questions, and um, so sometimes just not being able to like answer them as well as I thought I could. Um, it's all right. Just take your time. Yeah. Take your time with it. When you're in the interview, I know that's difficult to do sometimes, but try to slow it down. Try to take your time and rehearse it beforehand. So what I mean by that is we talked about the idea of asking them the question about the day-to-day responsibilities. Say some of those things to yourself over and over so that you feel more comfortable when you get in there. And it's kind of, again, you're getting it into your mind again already. So when you get there, it just kind of comes out because it's you've already rehearsed it. So anything you can do like that will be helpful. The other thing that you may want to consider, and this is just apart from just the interviewing process, and this is something that I mentioned to a lot of people that come on the show, is to check out an organization called Toastmasters International. I don't know. Have you ever heard of Toastmasters? Um, okay. Toastmasters International is an organization that they probably have one at your school. They have them on most campuses and they have them in most towns in, in the United States. It's a, It's an international organization and they have couple of meetings per month and you join as a member. It's very inexpensive. And basically you get up in front of the room and you do speeches, you do public speaking and they ask you to speak spontaneously sometimes. And what it does for you really is, I mean, it allows you to be a better presenter, but it allows you to build your confidence and your communication skills. And for me, before I started speaking, I got nervous in front of people and I would really rush things and I wouldn't be able to get my thoughts out, kind of like what you're describing. And going to Toastmasters and being and participating in that was very helpful for me to overcome that. So now when I speak to people, I can just I feel like it's a lot slower. I feel like the whole situation is just moving slower. Okay. Yeah, I'd definitely look into that. So check that out. And those of you for those of you listening, we'll put the link to the Toastmasters website in the show notes for the show. Okay. Great. Well, that's all the questions I had. All right. Great, Sherry. Well, listen, good luck with the interview. I hope some of this information will be helpful. And for those of you out there, just to summarize real quick, a couple of things that we went over here with Sherry was do your research before the interview. Make sure you know about the company, latest news, projects they're working on, a little bit about their history. Obviously, if they have a mission statement, that those kind of things are important as well. Then when you get into the interview, Make sure that you have a short, prepared introduction for yourself that's a couple of minutes that emphasizes your key strengths, key projects you might have worked on, whether you're an experienced engineer and work on some projects, or you're a student and you've worked on a senior project or an internship. Have that information in there. Then as soon as you can after the introduction, try to ask them a question, mainly around what are the real day-to-day responsibilities of this position. And when they tell you the answer to that question, use the answer to come back throughout the rest of the interview and continue to present yourself as a match for the position. If you do those things, they should be extremely helpful. Career Changing Tip All right, I hope you enjoyed our coaching segment today with Sherry, and I hope it's helpful to you in your engineering career. Now, before I get into today's career changing tip, I'd like to very briefly mention our Institute for Engineering Career Development annual meetup, which is going to take place in Austin, Texas in late April. This will be a transformational weekend for engineers, and I invite you to join us. You can visit the website for the event at iecdmeetup.com. We have executives in all different disciplines of engineering that are going to come the first morning and sit on panels, and you can ask them any question you want about their career, about advancement strategies, about 
business development, client interactions, whatever questions you have for high-level executives, you can get them answered. We're going to have tours of the Austin City Hall. We're going to go to the best restaurants in Texas, in Austin, and be able to network and have good food, meet other motivated engineers. Then on Saturday, we're going to have a keynote presentation by Brett Harward, author of The Five Laws That Determine All of Life's Outcomes. A wonderful book. I've read it myself a couple of times. Brett has studied super successful people, and he's going to give you the strategies of how they succeeded. And there's going to be some other tours and some other exciting opportunities. It's going to be at a wonderful venue in Austin. Uh, Saturday will be on the ninth floor of the University of Texas at Austin Football Stadium Conference Room Suite. So, so please come to Austin, have some fun with us, meet some other motivated engineers, and take control of your engineering career. And again, registration is opening any day now. There'll be an early bird fee. And again, that's iecdmeetup.com. All right, so with that, let's get to the career-changing tip. And today we focused on the job interview and how to overcome nervousness that can apply throughout your engineering career and can really hamper you um, if you don't take control of it. So here's a tip that you can use that can help you to overcome nervousness and just really improve the quality of your conversations overall. All right, one of the things that we do when we're nervous is we cut people off. We're jumpy. We can't wait for them to stop talking. So what I want you to do in your conversations in the next few days is when someone's talking to you, I want you to resist the urge to talk until you actually hear silence for one second. That may sound very simplistic and easy to do. It's really not. Trust me. It took me a couple of weeks myself the first time I did it to try to accomplish it. So again, when you get into a conversation, whether it's a meeting, a conversation with one other person, even conversations at home with friends, family members, When someone's speaking to you, wait until they completely stop, hear the silence for a second, and then respond. This will force you to listen to everything they're saying and process it, and it will improve the quality of your conversations and hopefully slow things down for you so you're not nervous and you're not jumpy in your conversations. I hope that tip's helpful. I hope you enjoyed another session of the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. You can Get all of the show notes and all of the links that I mentioned today at engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash session 10. This is your engineering career coach, Anthony Fasano, signing off. I'll catch you on the next session. Thank you for listening to the Engineering Career Coach podcast with Anthony Fasano. Transforming engineering career development, one engineer at a time. For tons of free engineering career resources, visit www.engineeringcareercoach.com.